0: Welcome to the 590N High School Sports Show, covering high school sports in Southeast Texas. Here's your host, Craig Irwin, and Toby Tolus. And good Monday Monday evening, everybody. Welcome to the 590N High School Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Craig Irwin. Alongside me, my co-host, Toby Tolus and uh toby we're coming into week zero
1: that's right so we get to see them really go at it you know put everything they got on the field and uh, not have to just kind of get a view of the full team you know
0: no i agree with you i'm excited about it i'm looking forward to week zero and a lot of good games coming up this week and i was looking through doing some preparation over the weekend at some uh some upcoming games and we'll pull them up and we'll talk about some of them here in a little while, but, um, you know, there's some really good games. Yeah. Uh, I, I look at the Doball Madisonville game coming up, uh, that yep. one there, Port Natchez Grove's got a good, good one coming up this week. So a lot of good games coming up this week here in, uh, Southeast Texas week right. zero, uh, Cleveland Splendor, that game's going to get played and. You know, uh, for one of those two teams, it may be the only win they get this season.
1: Could be, yeah.
0: You know, uh, Cleveland moving up into that 6A and uh, Splendor being in a tough district that they're in, the amount of players that they lost last season, it's going to be interesting to see how things play out for them and uh, with what they can get done, you know, in this season. Last year wasn't a really great season for them. So, uh, I'm I'm interested to see how things are going to turn out for them.
1: Oh, yeah, you're exactly right. And, you know, when these coaches put these uh, schedules together, I mean, obviously their first couple, uh, even the third week, I mean, you know, it's all before district play. And usually you want to try to match yourself up with somebody that, you know, you feel like you got a pretty good shot at winning that game. Or uh, if you got a really good team, then, hey, let's use it to uh, prepare ourselves for district which may be a weak district or or so if you're a really good team you try to schedule a lot of really tough opponents early on so yeah you're right you got to wonder I mean when they chose to pick these uh their opponents this week it's it's who feels pretty good about it you know
0: no you're right and you know a topic that got brought up to me and 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 once again we got a few notes that we're going to kind of keen on uh throughout this podcast here at week zero but uh we kind of like shooting from the hip and throwing these co- topics out on each other. But I had a conversation this last weekend with, uh, with somebody. And uh, I'll just go ahead and say the Tarkington scrimmage uh, this last week against Hull Day Zeta. He's like, man, we just we run all over them. Why can't we scrimmage somebody better? And I, and I told Mo, I said, look, dude. I said, until y'all start winning games and quality games, you're not going to get a better schedule. And unfortunately, that's the truth. Right. Uh, you're not going to get a better schedule, and you and I talked about this a little bit as well. You know, you go back to Cold Spring, for instance, in you know nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. They were playing Navasota. Kirbyville was a powerhouse at the time. They were playing Jasper. They they were playing these powerhouses within about sixty miles of where we're at. That's right. And it paid off.
1: Yeah, yeah. and and I think what happens is is, is once again, it goes back to what we're talking about. You know, you're making a schedule, and you know, I'm not gonna. If I know I'm gonna have kind of a subpar season, I'm, the worst thing I'm gonna do is go schedule a team that's been loaded the last two or three years and have a lot of returning starters. I mean, it's like an automatic uh, a downer. You know, so you don't want to you don't want to do that. And well, and then uh, and it works the other way around. I mean, you know, especially in these scrimmages. I mean, you know, these when when you match up with them, you want to get something out of it. You know what yes. I mean? And you don't want to be. You don't want to play a too big to where You know, if you're from a smaller school and your numbers don't match up, so in other words, you have four good O-linemen and the other team's got, you know, first and second team full of good linemen. Right. uh, A lot of times you won't get a real true look of what you're going to get the rest of the year, and a lot of times it'll only, you know, be disappointment from the kids, and then it gets them kind of thinking, well, we might not be what we, you know, been thinking we were going to be and so on. Uh, And the same in, you know, if it was the other way around, you know, and they're really good. No. uh, I agree, and and then the other
0: aspect to it as well is, is even, and you talk about the Tarkington case is, uh, you know, Toby Bell gets hired in there, what, in May? Mm-hmm. Uh, he gets a job there. Well, there's not a whole bunch you can do in, no. t- in that short of a time. You're playing off of a schedule that was established the year prior. That's right. And, and Coach Taylor had put that schedule together whenever he came in. That's right. You know, late in the year, once again, it was a schedule he was able to put together and uh, they showed some success, they had some high points, they won the games they were supposed to win, and uh, kind of helped set that momentum. And I think Tarkington probably could have done a little bit better last year if they wouldn't have suffered some of the injuries. Rock Page goes out hurt, Gunnar Moore goes out hurt. That's two of your key players right there on both sides of the football, And and whenever you lose two key players
1: at the size of what Tarkington is, yeah, that's hard yeah yeah you're right about that it's, it's hard to uh, when you rely on somebody like that and you're coming from a smaller school that you know you may only have eight really good you know guys that really move that program pretty good and, and obviously it takes everybody and I get that but you know you lean on those guys and when you don't have those guys especially if it's an interior position or you know a quarterback or something that's yes. touching it quite a bit yes I could see where that really that puts a hurt in a, and a lot of times that's the thing when you, you know, you pull up scores and you, you see these shockers, you know, you're like, wow, you know, I, you know they've been strumming everybody, what, you know, what happened in this? I don't understand this. Why did they lose so-and-so? And then you find out, oh, well, they lost so-and-so to grades or so-and-so yes. got hurt and he went down. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, that, you know, totally understands. So, yeah, I have to, you know, when I look at, you know, who who's playing or what we got or even like this past week, you know, I, I got to go watch the, uh, the Harden and uh, Liberty, Liberty scrimmage. Yeah. yeah. And so it it gave me a pretty good understanding of what Cold Springs is going to be facing this next week.
0: Right. Uh, And and you brought up, we're going to circle back to that Liberty-Harden deal. Um, But Cold Spring had a good scrimmage. Absolutely. What I felt like was a really good scrimmage. from. And and last week we didn't talk much about scrimmages in our podcast. Uh, Really... They don't mean a bunch, but they mean something to somebody like you and I, right? Absolutely, yeah. Uh, as as we're watching fundamentals and stuff, and and you had the opportunity, to coach, talk to Coach Stanley a good little bit uh, throughout the week. Off of that Livingston scrimmage, and and we've seen a hundred and eighty degree turn between with the Trojans I'm from last you. week to this this. Yep. Two weeks ago to last week, That's right. going into the yeah, East I will Chambers. say
1: that I mean uh, what they're doing right now. The coaching staff in Colesbury's is doing a great job. I mean, yep. uh, I think that probably three weeks from now, it's going to even look so much more than where it was at week one, or at least the first scrimmage against Livingston. In my opinion, we were we were kind of out-powered uh, in some spots, and I think it come kind of come down to size and numbers. And you got to think, I mean, the offense that we're going to. Uh, it, it just takes time everybody's got to do their part in that offense and and it you know you you get new coaching staff in you get some different stuff and they're putting new guys in spots maybe going off their looks or their strengths of what they had in the weight room and so you, you got to start somewhere but I think at the end of the day when you, you really you know watch film you get a good idea of where everybody is and so they made some changes and done some different things and shook some stuff up I guess and tried different things against this last week uh And, uh, man, I mean, massive difference. I thought that offensively, I mean, instead of us, you know, losing a yard and gaining a yard, we were getting five yards, five yards, five yards, and then we'd bust one for 30. Uh, And I think throughout the year we're going to see a lot of that bust for 30, 60, 70. And that's what Uh, that offense is designed on, right? That's right. It's
0: designed on, much like Ken's used to running that double wing, Mm -hmm. right, that that offense was designed to run gain two to three yards per carry, and then four downs you got a first down and you're continuing. That's, to, right, you're, that's right. You're eating the clock and you're eating up yardage, right, in right. short spurts. Well, the, the slot is, is set up to where, yes, you're going to gain that three to five yards mm-hmm. per carry, but yet you're going to be able to break one for that 25 to 30-yard gain. Yeah. And, and we've seen that against East Chambers. East Chambers come out on top in that scrimmage uh, this last week. If you go on touchdowns, mm-hmm. right? East Chambers scored two. We uh, Coal Spring scored one. But that that whole deal that that was eye opening for me sitting up there in the bleachers uh, watching that scrimmage because kind of sets the tempo. That's you right. Know? That's right. And we know Coach Stanley's got to return turn around what he had last year mm-hmm. right a lot of distractions in that cold spring program last year coach stanley losing his father coach L having a daughter and she ended up spending the majority of her young one year of living as of now in the hospital i mean i right. think she spent about seven months in the hospital yeah, yeah. Uh, with some heart conditions and stuff but with that being said through football season and having a child with the health conditions and then coach stanley with Losing his father and, and the way that whole deal went, a lot of distractions in the yep. program dragging people away. And, you know, the program wasn't where you and I are used to seeing it, right? Or right. what it w- didn't meet our expectations. But at, for what I see now going into the scri I see a lot more positive through two weeks of scrimmages oh, yeah. versus what I seen last year.
1: Yeah, now they're doing a great job. I mean, I'm telling you, they. I think a lot of the kids are up, uh, very excited. Uh, I mean, from from that to just the, you know, the studying and what they do, uh, I just, I'm I'm very excited about what the direction is going, put it that way. Uh, but to, to bring up a point that you were talking about on scrimmages, you know, a lot of people will call and say, hey, did y'all win? You know, and I think what you're meaning by the two-to-one is, is they'll run a half or they'll run a quarter. Right. Uh, so generally in a scrimmage, you know, you'll run – Fifteen twenty plays on your first team O oh, and fifteen twenty you know and then you'll Split go second team yep. and then you'll go second team and so on. and a lot of times during the first week they'll say oh let's you know do a just do a quarter or just do a certain amount of time and they're doing that with the thought of we don't want to get nobody hurt obviously so it's not like to try to win a game you know what I mean you're not throwing it out there on that I mean yeah you would like to say hey we felt like we dominated but to go back to this last week uh, yeah we you know they scored two to our one but one of theirs was about a 30- or 40-yard pass over the top. And, uh, yes. you know, we made a kind of a – I guess our free safety kind of maybe bit on the run then got back, and I think he kind of misjudged the jump. It was very close. Uh, so, a lot of times, scores, it don't really match up to what happened. And I know that nobody's charting everything about, you know, a lot of yards, but I know, like on that drive particular they wasn't moving the ball that much. I no. mean, we were stopping, 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 and it was about to be just like, hey, turn it over. Next scenario you know, he hits a bomb, it's gone. Uh, And it works both ways. And throughout the year on these games, we'll bring that up. I mean, I want to bring up the true of what they did. I want to say, hey, you know, Cole Springs had 330 yards offense. They had 30, you know, 13 first downs. Uh, We gave up 200 yards. But if you think about it, we only gave up, you know, 100 of that yard was on two long bombs. Right. So a lot of times the story is more than what the the score says, even though at the end of the day, we got to go off what the score is. But I think. a lot of times when you're, when you're looking or, you know, back when I was growing up, you know, now everything's internet back then, you know, I I can still remember my dad would always have the Houston Chronicle and he's got it open and he's looking at, you know, the, basically what, you know, the scores were and what their stats were and this, that, and another. And so I I think to, to bring up your point about the two to one, uh, I don't hang a lot on that. Uh, I just, like I said, it, it is what it is. If you, if you had it on the board and that's what it was, but I was super impressed with the direction that we're going at Cold Springs.
0: No, I agree with you. I, I was as well. As a matter of fact, uh, I messaged uh, Coach Stanley after the scrimmage. He said, man, a 180-degree turn from last week, and, and, and I told you about it. I, and I was very pleased and very optimistic about it uh, with, with the way it broke down. I'm going to try to get Coach Stanley on the horn uh, this week and maybe do an interview with him. That way, when we go into the pregame show, Friday night they'll be hosting Liberty here in Cold Spring. You and I'll have the call on that on one hundred five point one KDOL, the Wolf, and AM fourteen forty, the Score, and then we'll probably have a Facebook live feed going as well for the game. But uh, you you went to the Liberty Harden game, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and you know, tell us, well, f- tell of us what, what, tell what us I what's saw, on your mind. You know, mind. I
1: like to be too hard on things, but I mean, I mean, obviously Harden. They got a new coach. Uh, they're trying to probably do some different things. I, I don't know exactly because I didn't really keep up with them a lot. Coach last Taylor, year.
0: Did, did they did Harden run the double wing?
1: Yeah, they ran that,
0: which is what he ran over in Tarkington. And right. I think it's a great offense right. for a low IQ school. Right? Well, typically, and I think. Let me I think. What you get? Let, go ahead. Let me clarify the low IQ. Coach Vanover, I remember having a conversation with him several years ago. Whenever he took the job in in, in Livingston, right? And he was talking about the IQ of the kids, and they had a low football IQ, right? And and that's one of them offenses that you take everything straight back to the basics, right? It's straight blocking. You're not pulling guards and tackles, and you're not doing all of that. It's We're blocking downhill, and we're going to move the ball, right? So with that being said, Coach Taylor's first year last year in Tarkington, he ran that double wing and and had some success with it. Now he – moving over to Harden, and now they're back in the double wing. And I think it's a good offense for a small school like Harden. It's a good offense for them to run to get started with.
1: Yeah, well, I think typically when, you, when, when, when a team runs that, I think what you're, you're doing is you're probably a little slower on the speed. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're trying to keep the offense on the field a long time. So you don't want their offense to be on the field and your defense out there.
0: You want to eat the clock. You want to eat the clock up. So
1: it can tend to be a very boring offense. But I think you really should run that, in my opinion, when you have a very strong Mm O-line where you can line up and your Joes are going to be better than their Joes, uh, that type of deal uh, when you run that type of offense. But anyways, that's what what they were running. And like I said, they were new at it. uh, And – Liberty was, is just bigger, I mean, than they are, obviously. But on the Liberty side of the ball, uh, I, I was impressed. They, they've got about four or five pretty good athletes that they're going to go to. They throw it around a lot. Uh, they run a lot of short routes uh, over the middle, things like that. Quarterback can go. Uh, running back can go. Uh, so if you can contain that, I think you'll be fine. Defensively, they didn't strike me as an overpowering defense. Uh, but I was very impressed with the four or five guys that they got that they will go to, and that's what uh, it's going to really stretch, or it's really going to put a test to us, or we're going to be able to see where we are this week with Cole Springs, whether or not we can stop those short routes over the middle and this, that, and other, and and, and you know contain the quarterback and things like that. Now I, I think if they come into the game and just try to run power football right at us, I think they'll probably be unsuccessful. But we'll see what they do. You know, it's going to be interesting. That's why I'm excited about
0: it it's going to be a good game for your first one in the booth uh, to to get up in there and and be have the roster sitting in front of you with numbers on the kids and and being able to sit up there and go i've tried for the last couple years to get you just slide (laughs) up there man look my partner's out come come do this game with me and and you you him hauled around but we got you bit yeah my
1: big deal was is i i really like watching the game obviously and so was I willing to give that up to go, you know, up there and do something that I wanted to do, and so I decided, you know what, I'm already there, I might as well do it, so I was talking to Cody uh, Barton, which he'd done a lot with you last year, and I, my main thing was, was like, you know, is it tough, you know, and he said, no, it, re- it really flows pretty good, you know, I mean, you get to watching the game, and you get to talking, and it's, it flows pretty good, and, So
0: and you and I have that chemistry, right, mm-hmm. we feed off of each other so much, right. and, and, and Doggett and I did as well, right. uh, we was able to to feed off of each other and throw a good broadcast, what we thought was a good broadcast. I mean, ESPN, I had to turn them down a few times uh, (laughs) reaching out to me, trying to do some play-by-play for them. But I had to turn them down because my heart and soul's in high school football. You stay local here. Yes, you know, (laughs) traveling with having the baby at home and everything else now. That's right. Um, Had to stay here. But, you know, I'm looking forward to – I I hate scrimmages, but I love them. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. You get
1: so much out of you, you can really see. Yes, you could see like you may have a young kid that was on JV last year that that performed okay, but all of a sudden grew a lot over the summer, got right. really strong. You're like, wow, you know this guy was throwing up 185 times, and now he's throwing up you know 225 ten times, and yeah. he's so much stronger. And you're you know he comes out and he's geared up in two a days, and man, you're like I'm ready to see exactly what he's going to do on the field. And a lot of times the kid will grow a lot, you know, and you'll yes, you, you so scrimmages are for that.
0: And I like the maturity aspect. What you learn how these kids mature from their sophomore year to junior or freshman to sophomore right well, it's
1: such a big it's such a big jump especially your guys going from the freshman or you know from a freshman group or a JV group to the varsity level everything's faster yes i mean it's it's so much faster the speed's faster uh, you do bad you'll get pulled out faster yes <laughs> i mean it's just the whole the whole game is you got to get caught up to that speed the hits come a lot harder uh, so once you get used to that and they get settled in you know you really yeah. see a kid come together
0: so, with wrapping up, talking on these scrimmages and stuff, and and you hit some really good points on them kids, and, and it's stuff that we're going to roll on as we go throughout this 20-week season of uh, Texas high school football and talking about athletes and everything else. But last week we talked about stadiums, right? right. And, and we've been going to these scrimmages, sitting in the bleachers, and, and you – Two weeks ago, when you was in Livingston, y'all were hanging out over there in the shade. I know exactly what y'all were doing, but <laughs> your your first comment, man, I couldn't see. You yeah. know, oh yeah, and, and it's why I always get up in the bleachers uh, to watch game, watch these scrimmages and stuff. But you know, uh, here we are going into week zero. We're going to be fortunate enough to be at home and uh, be in our own broadcast mm. booth and uh, have the air condition blowing on us and everything else. But we we've talked about stadiums. We we've, we've kind of talked about. The nice stadiums and, and gonna get there with it, but I put together a list of my five worst stadiums that I did. Some of them, some of these are a time frame of when I when I was there. Yeah, when
1: you were there. Yeah, not it, just recently. They, or right,
0: but I got to go with my top five overall. Right, right. and uh, so we're gonna start off with number five and work our way down. And I think it's gonna surprise some people whenever I throw a couple of these out there. Right. But my number five is Sealsby from like 08 to 010, or 08 to 10, maybe 12, right in there. Right. Uh, there was a, a stretch that I have, and I haven't been to Sealsby in about the last five or six years. But Sealsby, we had to do the games outside of the press box. They didn't have room for us. We, there was literally an air conditioner on a catwalk, and we had to do the games from – literally standing up with all of our stuff sitting on that air conditioner, kicking on and off while they were all cool inside. They <laughs> they let us come in and get some fried chicken, right? Oh, yeah. and, you know, we got fried chicken and sweet tea, so right. what more could you ask for? Right, right. But uh, that was back in when Silsby still had a grass field and everything yep. else. I mean, before the yep. turf era has hit. And uh, so Silsby
1: And was, mainly your – and your – obviously your angle of this is broadcasting, correct? Yes. I mean, so – With me not have done that, I mean, obviously it's me going to a stadium and saying, oh, man, this thing's kind of ratty or this thing's really nice, you know, from what I see. So, long as everybody understands that's what you're – that's the angle you're talking about. Yes. And I I get that because I I can still remember, you know, I know a lot of coaches and stuff and I can remember – some of them, and I don't remember who it was, but they would always talk about going to Annawak. And yes. when they would go to Annawak you had to get on top. In order to get on top, you had to go up a ladder, yes, which was like extremely unsafe. Yes. to be able to get up on top, you know, and so that sticks in my head as far as like the broadcasting or even a coach being up and trying to view from up there or whatever it may be, or. Well, I'm
0: gonna I'm gonna go with six on here because what you just said it just clicked on me and and it's our cross county rival right right I'm gonna go ahead and th- I'm gonna wait and throw them in there but my number four is brookshire Royale. okay we had to go down there they uh they were in Cleveland's district and That's uh right. Robert they were and I there was yeah Robert and I was doing those Which games was
1: far away gosh man man it that, was a road
0: that, trip yeah dude.
1: that's clear all across houston and
0: yeah down so south try to like Shur- stafford area you know yeah, going down yeah, that way yeah. and and uh it stunk having to go that far right mm-hmm. first and foremost but two same type of accommodations right. as what sealsby had right you had to do it outside on a catwalk you know and stuff which you know at least you were up high enough to see right but uh it was it was rough it really was, and uh, going down there. And then they
1: didn't feed you
0: in the in the press box
1: either. That so offended you, huh? Th- th- that really did. But That's they, what makes it, you know? They
0: they had a Chester's right down the road, and I hit Chester's chicken on the way out. Right. You know, it, and I don't know if y'all have caught on to this, but I like me some good fried chicken. Yeah, I've you heard know? that a couple times now. <laughs> Between Brookshire Brothers and Chester's, those, I mean, maybe we can pick up some sponsorship there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, so, but, but those are, but those are, those, those are five and four on my list is is uh, Sealsby and Brookshire Royale. Number three on my ri- list, this is the old setup over there in Huntington. They, they've done some stuff, but Huntington, right? So we did a game, first time I ever went to Huntington, I parked over on the visitor side thinking i I I've been through Huntington. Back in my bull riding days, we used to go to a guy's house named David Wisner. He had – every Sunday he had a uh, – put on a buckle series – uh, twice a year, and then he buck bulls on Sundays for practice and what have you, and put together some board Anyway, like I, whenever I come into Huntington, I go to that Lufkin Trailers hanging left and slip into Wisner's house. I, I never even knew where the school was, right. right? So I go to do my first game over in Huntington three, four, probably four or five years ago. And uh, I go over there, and the way the uh, district alignment and everything worked out, I'd only been there once. So, it was me and Elmer Luck doing the game. I go set up – we go set up in the press box, right? And I park on the on the visitor's side, and I have to walk across the field to uh, get to the press box. And I'm walking through, and I am physically can see the stickers in the field, right? And I'm like, God, man, I'm glad I'm not playing on this. So, <laughs> we get across, and uh, I get in the press box, and it's not much bigger than the studio right here, right? Lengthwise. Right. Um so we get in there, and I'm like, hey, guys, I'm here with uh, 1023 The Eagle. We're here to broadcast, you know, for Cold Spring on the radio. He says, oh, man, I don't know if we got room for you. I was like, man, Ken said y'all had room for us, right? He goes, man, it's going to be tight. I said, all right. So he said, "Set up right here. So I was literally set up right, like, next. We were rubbing shoulders next to the house announcer. <laughs> Sitting in the press box, you had to stand up because the top row of the bleachers was the center of the window of the press box. I could, I had to stand up the entire game and look down to be able to see, to able to see. and and the angle wasn't that great. Like where we're sitting here at the second story of my house right. in the studio, we're higher up than what we were in those bleachers. Yeah, that's not good. So we uh we got through the game and everything, and then. Probably four years later, we go back. They moved those bleachers over to the visitor side now, and you had your own booth to sit in over right. there.
1: Yeah, I was thinking they got two different press box, right?
0: Yes, they redid their home.
1: Yeah, because we always sit, it seems like, on the side where you park. And yes. then the back side is like woods, right, on the home side.
0: Yes, there's okay, woods, yeah, right? Yes. But it's
1: two different boxes that you can, yeah.
0: Yeah, I so the box that's on the visitor side now, Is the box that was on the home home side? side. Yeah, they they moved it over, and then so it makes it a little bit better because it's just you and the coaches up there. So we're able to kind of spread out. Coaches got their end, we got our end, and you know we can set up on the fifty actually and and do the game. And you got good vision now, but uh, but that old setup, whenever we went there originally, it was it was rough. So Huntington in. Are we going to Huntington this year? Yes. We, we are. are. I think so. Yeah, we do. We, we go there. We'll be on the road going mm-hmm. to Huntington this year. So that's going to be a fun one to go to. Since yeah, at least we, I know we'll
1: be in a good box. Yes, exactly.
0: <laughs> there won't be any food. We're going to have to find food on the way. We're oh, going yeah. to have to stop in Lufkin or Dyball. We're going to have to stop right. somewhere <laughs> and get us something to eat before we get in there. I promise yeah. <laughs> you. Um, let's talk about, I'm going to throw number 2.5. Two and okay. a half. Two and a half. Shepherd, got to get up on top of the press box. And now they are more than accommodating, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Miles over there, known him forever before yeah. he was ever a coach, right? Right. Uh, Miles, we'll we'll get him uh, on some interview time as well as uh, the season gets rolling. But uh, Shepard, man, you. So not only. Or us as a broadcast team on top of the press box, but yet our coaches are on top of that press box, and what makes it so hard there it i don't mind being on top because you got power you got a table set up there, everything's kosher, right, but they got this ginormous speaker right in front of you, like it doesn't matter you can go far left or you can go can't get away from it you that can't sound. get away from it, you know, and Jason Harrison, the house announcer there from Shepherd, I absolutely love him and he don't care what he says really on, on the mic. But he uh, he's so loud coming through there. And he just, everybody can hear him. He's calling a name out before we do on a play. And it's like, you might as well just set the mic Plug in front in of here. him and let yeah. him go. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but yeah, Shepard Shepherd is going to be uh, two and a half right, right there. Uh, dropping down to number two is uh, going to be down there on the prairie, Tarkington. And uh, it's about accommodations down there for me. Uh, They've done some work. Their field's in great shape over there in Tarkington. Uh, Overall, people in the press box are great, but there's not a lot of room up there, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, a couple years ago, we went to do a game over there, and uh, their broadcast crew just was not accommodating whatsoever to the point where they says, well, hey, why don't you go right out here? And I said, well, isn't that where the visiting coaches? Yeah, but if you're there before they are, then it doesn't matter. And I'm like, no, I'm not doing that. That's that's just wrong. It yeah, just
1: yeah, yeah. You they they're, you got to let them be there first. Right. right. I mean, they, they they have, have a job pro- to do, and that's yes. why we're there, right? Yes,
0: they have priority, and, and uh, so and the and Target has got like five guys on their broadcast crew. They got a statistician. They got. I, I mean, I, I don't understand how a small market radio station has that many guys doing a high school football game. But look, everybody's got to get their piece of the pie. The I guess, first class, you know. know. Uh, I've never heard one of their broadcasts. Uh, I, I'm sure they do a fantastic job on their broadcast. But, uh, yeah, they, they just weren't very accommodating right. uh, uh, for us whenever we went there to the point where they said, hey, if you got a couple hundred foot of extension cord, you can go plug in at the backing cages and run it over to the bleachers on the visitor's side and set in the bleachers and do it. I'm like – First and foremost, who carries a couple hundred foot of extension cords in their <laughs> truck? Me, not me. First of all, not me. Second of all, I'm, I'm not sitting up there and, and, and doing it. So I went and ran the chains that game. Right. Uh, went and ran the chains and uh, had a good time. But that brings us to sitting in the bleachers. <laughs> Warren, Texas, you know, little <laughs> small school. I showed up, Robert Howe and yeah. I, we rode down there together. And uh, we met up in Cleveland, got in a truck, and we rode down there. And uh, we get all the way down there, and it's like, hey, man, we're sitting up here to, you know, broadcast for Cold Spring. or yeah, It was Cold Spring. It was a Cold Spring game. Hey, man, we don't have no room for you all. It's like, what? They they told us you all had room for us. I said, no, we, we don't have any room for you all. And I was like, well, shoot. They said, uh, they said, look, you can run your cord through the window, and if you wanted to sit right out front, you could. So we sat in the home stands in front of the press box and that's where we did the game. <laughs> and uh so that had to be had to be the worst one. Yeah, that
1: stands out in your mind.
0: It it does. And yeah. I'll I'll <laughs> never forget it whenever I sat down the other night and I was putting this list together. That was the first one that popped up in my mind. It, you right. know, sitting literally sitting in the stands with the crowd and, right. and uh doing the game, I was just like, Man, I, I wasn't expecting this. Right. You know. Yeah. <laughs> so uh but anyway it was uh, it was a good game overall, and and it was fun to go to Warren. They didn't have but about 40 people, but they sounded like they had 400 right. in the stands. So uh, that was a lot – real small school football, and yeah. you know how small Warren is.
1: Well, that's probably why it was you – know, Yeah, <laughs>
0: like I mean, they, they're not hosting playoff games. You know, yeah. they're they're doing good to put right. 20, 22, 24 guys on the, on the roster, you know, right. to play football, and, you know, it's just not – it's yeah. not – football in cold spring or livingston or cleveland or you know what i'm saying so uh they just kind of they just kind of roll with it you know and uh stuff so it's uh those those were those are my top five and and, you know i got a lot of great stadiums that i've been to i mean i've done games at 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 Mm at&t up there in dallas i've done games at nrg and 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 such and and uh really those are for the magnitude of the places right? right it's I went, I've went. i done a game at AT&T, and I've done a game at, at NRG, and it's like just to have that on my resume to say that I did a it's game there cool in the KILT booth, you know, yeah, absolutely. Uh, calling Cold Spring Football. Yeah. I've done several games there. Uh, but, you know, there's a lot better stadiums that I've been to, and some of them were just last year with this new mega stadiums that are coming out and so on and so forth. Yep. You know, I – I think they're nice, and like C.E. King Stadium. It's, a, it's an identical stadium as Challenger Stadium down there in uh, Clear Creek IST. Mm-hmm. Uh, same contractor build them both, same elevators going up. Anyway, uh, it's a nice stadium, but it's not my
1: favorite. Right. You know, uh, my new favorite. What's your favorite one? And and, and, and not AT&T or nothing that NFL style stuff, but high school stuff, what's your favorite one? What stands out the best?
0: The stadium that stood out the best for me.
1: And we're talking architectural, like, nice. Henderson. Henderson did. Yeah. And
0: it's not so much. It's more functionality, right? envision right. vision, right? So, we did a game. We did the Corrigan game there. Uh, Brian Pesh and I did. This, this is last year. Last year.
1: Yeah, I remember you talking about and that. And it
0: was the first time I'd ever been there. Didn't even know where the stadium is. It's in a subdivision, mm-hmm. right? There's one way in, one way out type deal. But. The way that stadium is set up, right. it's got stands from goal line to goal line on each side. You're not so high up in the press box to where you can't. You got to have binoculars to see numbers, right? It's yeah. just the functionality's there, yeah. right? They got the concession and everything on one end, and uh, so and they fed us really well. well uh, there you go. So, I understand why you voted. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I did. I told Brian last year I, on on our way home, and it was cold that night. Gosh, it was mm-hmm. cold. But uh, I told Brian that night, I said, I think this is my new favorite stadium that I've ever been to. Right. You know, and I've been to uh, – last year was, was the first time I got to do a – uh, two years ago was the first time I got to do a game at uh Texan Drive there right. in New Caney, And that's a nice stadium as well. Right. But really and truly, I like those smaller, closer to the stands, closer to the f- oh yeah. the field. I like that yeah. type stadium over – the the field in Flugerville, right? Right, right, or or going to, you know, Katie's new stadium, even North Shore Stadium. You are so high up there. I used to take right. care of the elevators there, and right. and they during the summer they'd be doing summer wor- workouts out there on the field, and I'd just go up there and I'd look, and, and watch the field. You know, yeah, my
1: favorite experience, I think, and you could call it, hey, my favorite stadiums or whatever, is the experience that I get
0: when yes. I go,
1: and I am the same way. I want everything in close. Uh, like, I mean, if you go to, like, Livingston, you know, not having the track or whatever, I mean, it's just cool because you're kind of real close. Right. But that's my thing. I want to be able to hear the band. I want I want to – if it gets loud in there, I want the kids to feel You the want to loudness. feel it in your yeah, chest. Yeah, you want to feel the yeah. loudness, and you want to leave and go, wow, that was a pretty cool experience. Or, or it stands out to you. Even 10 years down the road, you're like, I remember that game because it was just like it was crazy. And yep. I can remember – I'll never forget this. And, and uh, so I graduated in 1999. And we had played Cold Springs. In 2000, they opened the new stadium. So we were one of the last stadium, or last teams to play at the old school. Now, I don't know if it was the very last game or it was pretty close. But one thing I do remember about it was it was just so crowded that night. And it was yes. raining, and it was probably an inch or two foot of water on the field, especially on the end where the scoreboard and all that was. But that stands out to me because it's, it, it's that small – there was cars all the way to the courthouse, both sides yep. of the road. Yeah, so it was just really neat, and uh, so I, I can look at it two different ways: you experience or like wow. I mean, look at the luxury, look at the flat screens, look at the yes. look at the double decker, look at the you know look at the n- no line at the concession stand or or whatever it may be. But it was funny that we started talking about stadiums because they had a write up in pretty much the Chronicle and a bunch of other ones, and it was Texas high school football stadiums mm-hmm. uh, ranked one to ten. Most expensive to the 10th highest one, you know, right? Right. And uh, the one stadium, and I was shocked about this, I guess, but the one stadium that I've been to several, several times that is a really nice place that if I were a high school football coach and it made sense for my team to play a playoff game there, I'm going there, and that's the Berry Center. Yes. So the Berry Center is like.
0: And I've done numerous, I've done several games. It's like the
1: whole end zone has got the, you know, the big, Big end, looks like a big castle, and, and it's just – it's a really neat and nice stadium. You
0: know what the hard part about that stadium is? What's that? It's most of the time like Cold Spring, right? It is – we go to the playoffs, even Livingston, if they was to go to play over there, which they haven't. But I've done two games over there, and it's Cold Spring, and we had a strong north wind coming in, and it and – it Swirls. Swirls in there. Yeah. If you're a punter, it's not your friend.
1: Right, not the best place. Not the best place. <laughs> the best place.
0: <laughs> but for what it is yep. – it is. It is this big college,
1: small. It's just NFL. so grand. It looks it like is. a. It looks like it would be at UTEP or, or yes. Colorado or whatever. Because if you filled in the other end, it would be completely all the way around. Yeah, and you'd be in there. But and it's really neat. But I'm looking at it pulled up on here in the deal, and, and they had it as ranked the most expensive one. It was eighty million dollars. Really, it's the highest one. It holds eleven thousand people. It was built in 06 and they don't even talk about and it. And it's still it's still the most expensive one too. Was uh, Legacy Stadium at seventy million? Yeah, I put the elevators in and Legacy it holds, Stadium. Uh, twelve thousand. So it holds a thousand more. Yeah, and then McKinney ISD was seventy, and it holds twelve thousand. Uh, yeah. Allen, which that was yep. a big talk about at one time. That was yes. in two thousand twelve. It holds eighteen. It was sixty million. Uh, Five on the list, and this may be kind of a shocker to you, is Wood Forest Bank Stadium in the Woodlands.
0: Man, and that's a stadium that, that doesn't get brought up very yep. much. Nice stadium. Very it's nice. got that real close feeling. You know what I mean? A lot of
1: big parking lot. Uh, obviously, when you have a playoff game, I mean, you know, look, you want your fans to be able to stop and eat. Plenty of places to eat, plenty of places to park. It's a safe area. Uh, great place to go. Yes. You know, uh, Cold Springs played there. Before, Several times, yeah. yes. Uh, and then after that is uh, in Prosper. They call it children's health uh health stadium.
0: Coach Schultz that was in Splendora and then went to uh no, he's in Ponder, not Prosper. Ponder, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Never mind.
1: Seven is uh Beaumont ISD's Memorial Stadium.
0: Yes, done a couple games
1: there. Uh eight is uh Alvin's new freedom field. Uh you ever go to that out two eighty eight? I have not been that's, there. That's pretty nice too. I got a chance to go there uh when, when Pearland was playing them. And uh man, that's that tank's top notch. I, I i mean I when you you're, to put you're that just driving down 288 and you look to your left and you're you know going south you're, right wow that thing's it stands out so that's a very nice one that's that was built in 18 and then nine is uh challenger when you yep. talked about and that come in at 39 million holds 10,000 yep uh and then 10 is planet ford stadium in spring
0: which is spring legacy uh, that's right uh, was spring legacy stadium that's right. in, in uh that stadium opened up what?
1: That was twenty nineteen. Yeah. Under construction slated open yeah, so twenty nineteen. Yeah. So the
0: interesting thing about that spring stadium But I mean, is look
1: at the difference. I mean 38 million and 70 million. Yeah. And you're talking twenty nineteen on this one and the very top one looks like it was uh in two thousand six. It's a big gap. That's how grand that stadium is. Yeah. Lots of lots of bricks, lot of cubic. <laughs> If you haven't been I mean, there it
0: it's 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 a it's, stadium worth going to. Yes,
1: absolutely. It, I mean there's not a bad seat in it. I mean obviously a lot of these new ones, you know, they got the double decks. Right. I mean the lower level if you're a, a you're coming to watch and it's not your team, stay away from it. Go to the second level, yes. let the hometown people get in because 'Cause they're you know, it's usually what, eight, nine, ten rows up, yep. fifteen rows up and I mean it's the experience, that's where your student section needs to be, parents yes. and things like that. Uh, but usually the second deck is I mean if you can fill those stadiums you've you're done gonna, something. yeah you've done something yeah me exactly
0: and, me and dog it, I guess it was twenty 2018 2019 we went to spring mm-hmm. and watched spring and Klein Kane play and that was one of those experiences like you're talking about we set up yeah. at the top of the press uh, top of the uh, bleachers on the visitor side climb was rocking it dude Brandon Carpenter was coaching right. over okay. there okay. at the time and uh so dude they were rocking it. and it was one of them deals it, it was an experience right yeah. and when you remember it, it is and, and me and Doggett talked about it numerous times you know uh, on broadcast and stuff like that but it was it most definitely a, a game that I remember now they don't use it any that stadium yeah. anymore uh but You know, my wife, that's where she went to school. That was her alma mater and stuff. So, uh, anyway, a lot of of
1: more going to that. I I should have at this point been, you know, I mean, I've been up north and and that kind of thing, but they say some of the ones in Deep East Texas are phenomenal. You know, where you you can see the big pine trees and and all the different stuff, and it's like Longview Stadium. I mean, mean, they say when Longview plays Lufkin, I mean,
0: (laughs) they're packed yeah it's I mean, like a cold spring cleveland right. game in in 9 10 11 you that's know right that's right they so. say
1: that you know that type of stuff and like i said i wish i would have have gotten experience that neck of the woods a little more uh but they say that's a neat neat experience
0: hey we got a lot of time on our hands right. and a lot of pa- podcasts so that's right in, in in the playoff season you know it, it's going to be nothing for us to be able to make a little road trip and then mm-hmm. uh, Uh, set up a power inverter and uh, we do a podcast on the road coming home you know what I mean and and put it together so let's talk about uh, one other uh, stadium that uh, is huge and it was built uh, years ago holds a lot of people dating
1: okay and (laughs) you know
0: where I'm going with this right (laughs) because you and I had a conversation and you you brought up some good questions yep. about Dayton yeah, yeah what's what's happened, what's happened yeah. over there Dayton's got a huge, nice stadium, right? Yep. It's old school yep. it's it's bef- it was built before the all the a d a stuff and all that There's yep. not an elevator carrier yep. there may be now, but last time I was there, there wasn't right, an elevator right. to carry you up there. You had to walk all the way That's up right. there That's right. you know, so with that being said is as I went back and I pulled the lat other than twenty twenty two the last successful season Dayton had was 2015, and I didn't put that on here. But from 2016, they went three and seven, seventeen two and seven, eighteen zero and ten, nineteen one and nine, twenty twenty zero and ten, twenty twenty one two and eight, and twenty twenty two they went seven and four. I'm like you. What's happened right. over there? A lot because of times, it's grown.
1: Well, a lot of times, you know, and I've kind of gotten in on conversations about this, or. Somebody asking somebody that's from another area, you know, like, you know, what, what happened? What's what What happened? Did, it, did everything dry up around there? Did everybody move off? You know, right? You know, used to typically that was a dominating type of, you know, kind of the same thing with uh, Lamarck. I mean, right. You know, when I think of Lamarck, I think powerhouse, Astrodome yes. playoff games. I mean, it's the way it was. And then, Next thing you know, they're getting smaller and smaller and smaller, and all of a sudden this Dickinson is just going through the roof. Well, right. guess what? Dickinson is Lamar, you know. Right. And so they're pulling that – all those guys are coming from there. But Dayton is one of those ones. You know, when I was in school, which would have been 96 to 99, uh, and, and even before that, you know, from the 94s up through that rank, I mean, Dayton was good. I mean, my Real junior good. year we beat Dayton with a field goal to win the district championship, and uh, – and, they were a powerhouse. I mean, had always been. Yeah. And then it seemed like years after that, they were pretty good. I mean, that was always a place that, you know, you get – you go, you moved to, move to Dayton or, yeah. or uh, you know, a coach that may get the Dayton job or something. That was a good job, but I don't – I really don't know what happened. I don't know well, – so I, I know a lot of times, you know, one of the things I went back and kind of looked at their recent, uh, you know, their district they're in, I know they're in there with Fort Bend Marshall. Right. You know, Fort Bend Marshall's been pretty dominant for the last – Four or five years, I think they got P&Gs in there with them. Yep. Uh, that's another pretty dominant, you know, football, real strong. So they hadn't always been in there, but when I was growing up, it was always Jasper, Silsby, Dayton, us. I same powerhouse. Cleveland. I mean, it was, yeah, it was, you know, that was kind of ja- the schools for the long time.
0: Jasper and Silsby hadn't gotten weak in how many
1: years? A long I mean, time. They've been powerhouses. Yeah, it's the same thing. Jasper is known for that. Yes. They're going to have some pretty good football teams. Yep. Uh be kind of the same way I mean and Dayton then you got Dayton sitting there and I just I, I don't know I really don't know what what took place uh I know like Cleveland for example had always had a pretty good football team good great right. obviously basketball team got a lot of history there but when the growth hit Cleveland yeah I mean you just didn't you know you you you're still pulling from a 3A athletic numbers standpoint of view yes. but yet you're 6A right and, and so people don't makes realize it, that yeah and that, and that makes a massive difference I mean you know, you you get that job and you go out there and you you look at your kids and you got you know 120 kids to choose from and you're like, wow, you know the Woodlands got 360. Yes. You know, and they're all here. Yeah. So that was obviously, I mean, Cleveland's got its own story, but that was the one thing that that hurt it. But Dayton, and and they they're really getting a lot of growth right now. I mean, between Mount Bellevue and Dayton, I mean, yes. all of those rice fields are now subdivisions. subdivisions. Yeah. Since so 99. Yeah. Out. So that's only going to continue to. To grow but as far as the the football i just it's got to be something that i don't know about you know and because it wouldn't be just a you know hey we had a bad couple of years or we made a hire that just didn't work out right something's there that you know and so i
0: look at it in in for what you were saying like you know in the lamarck situation you got right. so many of those kids moving moving out and going to Dickin, dickinson or whatever or even Texas City, for that matter, because yeah. I mean, it's right there on borders right. both of them. But you know, you didn't see the influx in Huffman, right? You see, we've seen an influx in athleticism there at Crosby, but I can't see them jumping yeah. Huffman to go to Crosby. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Barber's Hills, what what it is, right? Yeah, Barber's
1: Hills, you're gonna you get people moving in there, right? And so Liberty's that's a different deal. And Liberty's not. Have had that,
0: that influx of athleticism as well, right? Right. right. So, you know, it, it's kind of one yeah. of them deals where what what do you do or what what is going on? Right. You know? What is going and, on exactly? And I I agree with a good portion of you know what you're saying is is the district, but they haven't been in that district for the last eight years, right? They and that's what I'd that, had to
1: do is go right. back and see. But when I did look at it, I mean, right off the bat, I mean. Fort Bend Marshall popped up and P&G yep. popped up. I'm mean, like, well, there's two. So, there's at least two spots available right, to get in. So, you're thinking that's two of their losses on each one of those years. that they, I mean, 21, they went two and eight. So, uh, I, I don't know. It's a, that's a good question for us to, I guess, do a little more research and, and, I and maybe am. find out. And I'll try to ask around and just see if there's something. And it may not be anything. It, it, you know, I, I don't know. Maybe everybody's playing baseball and just not want to play football. I don't know. Yeah, there's no tell. telling. The story is. It,
0: it's not due to the lag what for our knowledge the lack of athletes that's because right. they got a good bit of athletes there in Dayton. Oh, absolutely. But man, moving into week 0, a lot of good games and, and I say a lot of good games, notable games that that are going to be coming up and we're going to start off with kind of the big schools and work our way down. Uh Lena Park North Shore and the Woodlands. Is that oh, not a great a week 0 up. game?
1: Yeah, very good matchup. And it, and that goes back to talking about what we discussed earlier when you said the Tarkington and why yes. they don't play anybody else. I mean, who wants to play North Shore in the preseason? Yeah. You know, the only thing you're going to get a game is uh, like the Woodlands or somebody right. that actually gets something out of it. Yep. You know, and, and the only I mean, let's just like say Humble wanted to play North Shore. I mean, it's like, why? Yeah. You know, why do you want to? And the only reason that game get, gets picked up is because
0: they're not in the same district. That's right. That, that's right. That's why that game is getting played because that's they're right. opposite. because in that 6A level district play, they play two weeks – of pre-district, yep. and then they roll in, they're they rolling That's into right. district play.
1: I can remember when uh, when Ricky was at George Ranch and, and they had all the success that they had. And, yeah. You know, it, it didn't take a rock scientist to look at all the D1 players that come out of there. And I remember they had to play one of their games in Mexico. Really? I mean, they had to go to – well, it wasn't in Mexico. It was right on the border. Right. Uh, but they had to go way down there to play that school, and it just become – you may have like week three. I can't get, I can't get nobody to play. Is that like when – You know, you may say, well, I had so-and-so on the schedule for the last two years, but as soon as they had an opportunity to get off, they were gone. There was a private school that he played down there. and Yeah, I can't remember. Her, I can't, is it, was it Westlaco? Yes. It may have been like a Westlaco or one of them. I can't remember exactly what that was. guy I know
0: very well that used to live up here, Jimmy Kirk. Mm -hmm. His brother, Robin, was the AD down there at that time. He had left St. Pius, went down there, was making a boatload of money, right? Right. Uh, he had coached football there at St. Pies for a number of years and then left there and went, and went down yonder. And then right. I think he's passed away since then. But, right. but no, uh, I, I do I But, yes, that's that. going to
1: be – but to bring up your point, it's going to be a great match. Yes. Great it, game. It I mean, is. that's what you want to see ultimately is good games. But at the same time, I think coming from a head coach's standpoint of view, or whoever's making the schedule, you want to set it up. To me, I think the, I think what I would do probably would be I would have a game that I felt pretty good about winning. I don't want to beat nobody 70 to nothing, but I would want a game that I, that I can build a lot of confidence. Yes. Uh, especially going into district, I want that. But at the same time, I want one of my games that I could stand to take that loss. Because a lot of times, you know, I think that you look back at, like, undefeated seasons. I know the year that Ricky and them went undefeated uh, at George Ranch, I, I can still remember the Calhoun game. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That game was one of those you were supposed to win. But they were one of those, they were going to line up and they were going to try to power that football and they were going to keep it away from you as much as they could. And the game plan that they did that night, and, of course, it was, like, majorly crowded. I think George Ranch had chartered eight charter buses and a lot of the fans, and, I mean, it was crazy that night. But it was like a trap game. I mean, that's kind of what it was like. I mean, you're trying to get your guys up, and it's like, you know what, we – we beat them pretty good last year or whatever. But I, I would always have that one game that I could stand to take that loss, and the reason why is because it kind of gets your kids like, hey, look, we can be beat. Right. And and rolling in a district, you don't take anybody for granted. and right. You're going to have that. I mean, you have five or six district games or whatever it may be on your schedule. You're going to have one of those that your neighbors and everybody else are going to be like, Man, y'all ought to beat them really, really bad, or yes. you know, and as the kids are sitting around eating at the local diner, or they're at their buddy's house and watching, go, you know, hey, man, y'all ought to do them in bad. I got a friend down there. He said they're so scared to play y'all. Well, you start getting the big head, right? Right. And and those are what we call trap games, you know. Yes. Uh, but making these, I think, uh, back to my point would be is I would probably schedule good games, but I would have one of them that'd be a really good game, like one yep. that my guys got to really fight to win, and that made me going up in classification. Yeah you know in, in um,
0: this in this North Shore Woodlands games yeah. that that's it yeah absolutely and i it's, would imagine
1: the woodlands they don't i mean it's okay if they take a loss i mean yeah. so they get in the playoffs and they got two losses one in district and one in pre-district one in north shore right well guess what if you draw north shore you already played them so now your kids already played them you you know You've already no been need, at that yeah, level Yeah, there's no need in you know yes. that kind of thing um, yeah so that's going to be a good game that's a that's a great game
0: humble taska and dickinson good game Another That's good game. <laughs> just
1: typically, you know, Atascocita has had some power teams. Yep. Very good teams. Dickinson. Uh, great coach, Coach Nelson. I mean, I think he just got elected the Texas High School coaching yep. President. Deal. Yep. Yep. Uh, that guy, you know, he was at Tarkington one time, so he's yep. kind of a home come from. He graduated our from Tarkington. Yeah. So, uh, he's put together some great teams. I mean, yep. not only has he had good athletes and a lot of the Lamar kids and that, but I mean, he has done. He has really really done a very good job. Yeah, so you have to – and they're going to have years where, you know, oh, well, they don't have the number 17 this year that's 6'9", going to A&M, that type of thing. But at the end of the day, you you can bet they're going to put some good teams together. So, yeah, that's probably going to be a really good matchup.
0: klein Kane Summer Creek, (laughs) another good good one. Another good one, yep, exactly. Magnolia West and Barbers Hill It's going to be a good one as well. I got Magnolia West picked to win that one. That would be good, yeah. Yeah. Crosby, C.E. King's going to be a good one. Uh, yeah. Real close. Yeah. They, they ought to – that's games at C.E. King. They ought to fill
1: – Once again, you're doing new stuff at Crosby. So, yes. it's like, yeah, you want to see how – See, that's going to be a, like, I can't wait to look and see what happens.
0: I, I can't either. Here's one. Port Natchez Grove, Port Arthur Memorial. That would be fun. That's going to be a Anytime fun Anytime
1: – yeah, you know, p and G. I I mean, that's that's one of those deals if you've never went to a and g game. I swear I was fixing to go. That is a must-go-do. I mean, it is – and it doesn't
0: matter if they're home or away. It don't matter. The, the, it's they, it's the travel, same. They travel.
1: Yeah, they travel, and that purple's just everywhere. And it, yeah, no, that that thing is.
0: If you're going to go to a PNG game, you have to get there an hour early. That's right. Right. Whether it's home or away, because their band has their ritual that they do. They walk out. They come out on the field. They do their. Yep. Their pregame dance the performance dance and all that, and, all the that Indian, yeah. and then go to the bleachers and there's not a quiet moment in that game. That's right, not a quiet moment. Definitely yeah. a game oh, that you have you, to go to, ha-
1: and to go to go to their stadium, yes, and see it. I can remember we got the one time that I was there my very first time. We were in like a corner, and I just was so amazed. I was like, "This is crazy." But I mean, you know that that Golden Triangle area is so rich in football. I mean, Dude, we yeah. talked about Bridge City the other day. Yes, I mean West Orange Stark is a Holy, I mean, that's like, yes. I mean, are you serious? And, you know? and when
0: you brought up Wood Forest Stadium, all I could think about is the times Cold Spring and Westmore start played right. there at Wood Forest Stadium. That's right. Right. Yeah. Uh, let's see, who else? Speaking of, let's go to. The Cleveland
1: and the Splendor one ought to be a pretty good, like wonder what's going to happen.
0: That That is going to be yeah. a good game. And we're going to talk about that game. We'll yeah, be And we're going
1: to be interested in it because obviously we play Splendor.
0: Right. But we're, And we're going to talk about that game a little bit more. We'll be at Bullet Grill House Wednesday night in Point Blank, Texas. Uh, we'll be there pre-recording our pre-game show for Friday night for the Livingston Lions and the Cold Spring Trojans. And as we get to the end of it, uh, you'll be able to go in there. We'll, we'll talk about pickums in those games. And, and that's one of the games that's in our pickums. If you go to TexasPodcastMedia.com, Click on the 590N Sports tab on the menu, under the menu, and or go to Facebook, and it's there. You can find the Pick'ems and, and join in there on 590N right. Sports. So, good games, and, and they're already posted. I'm not going to do the Pick'ems in here uh, because this podcast is totally separate from that, and I want to keep right. it separate, you right. know, from there. But uh, where was I at? Spring Legacy and Huffman PNG. Okay, we talked about that one. Hampshire-Fanette and Lumberton is going to be a good game, one that I'm really going to pay attention to. Yep. To, one, see how Lumberton rebounds after their that's success right. last year, but yet knowing how good hampshire Finette was last year, seeing what they do.
1: And we play them.
0: And we and we will. We'll play yep. hampshire Finette here in about three weeks.
1: Yeah, that, that's going to be a good one to really be able to watch, gauge off of.
0: West Orange start in yep. Nederland.
1: Another good, good
0: game. Too, yeah. I mean, yeah. just the amount of games my buddy Trent yep. over at uh, Anahuac Sports. Live, that'll be neat.
1: You know, those schools for the for the fans, you know, it's – Rivalry stuff, man. Yes, you know what I mean. That's, that's it's cool. packed
0: the house. We're yeah. gonna. It's yeah. gonna be a lot of fun. Uh, Trent from Antioch Sports Live. He sent me a screenshot of his pickums. He said, "Man, there's so many good games." I said, "I know." I said, yeah. I, "I had a tough time." And he said, "Yeah, I was lo- just looking over yours. That's what made me text you." Yeah. yeah. So uh, he had some good games in his pickums over there at Wax Sports Live. Uh, die ball in Madisonville. Yeah,
1: that's gonna, gonna, be gonna be a good one. Yes, we the quarterback at Madisonville. We know very well. We uh, rodeo with the quarterback there, and he's a Really, really good athlete. And uh, they had a lot of success last year.
0: Yes, they did. Yeah, so. Beat uh, Die Ball last year.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, you know, of course, Die Ball, we discussed their program and, you know, what yes. they've done. And so, yeah, and when that came up, I thought, you know, if I wasn't doing anything, I'd like to probably go to that one again. That, kind of that's see. one of
0: them games where you may have had to miss Cases game to ride over there on a Thursday night. Yeah. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Not right? You <laughs> and guys, all, these need- all these games are Friday night. Yeah, yeah. Um, Anahuac's going to be on the road at Newton. Uh, this week, uh, going uh, to be a tough game for the Panthers uh, there at Anahuac, not because they're playing Newton, but for the loss of two other athletes um, here just a couple weeks ago in a tragic accident. So uh, it's going to be good for those kids to get out on the field, get a little normalcy back to them, mm. right, is, uh, you know, give them something to play for. It's a shame it's not a home game for them right. to really do something uh, special for them boys in memory of, but I'm sure that they're going to be toting jerseys out oh, to the yeah. uh, middle of the field at the coin toss, so it's going to be something fun. Trent's going to have that game on Wax Sports Live, and he'll be broadcasting that, uh, so you'll be able to watch it. I believe on YouTube and and all that good stuff. His Facebook page, Buna and Corgan, another game that uh, Buna got a new head coach over there. I think it's going to be a, a good game for Coach Ratliff and the uh, Bulldogs of Corgan. Uh, I think they'll be able to roll through, and we're going to talk about that game a little bit more uh, Wednesday night as uh, we're getting geared up in our radio show uh, pregame show, uh, Orangefield Bridge City, that ought to be a fun one, uh, Warren and Harden, uh, that, hopefully Harden will get their first win, uh, Comasnell and West Harden, Evadale and Tarkington, this is a big game for the, for the boys down there on the prairie, it's a game that I feel like that they should win, and I think it's going to be kind of a staple game for those guys to get well, rolling. Well,
1: it goes back to what we talked about, Yeah, you know, I mean, to to get a win, uh, what that does for you, especially when you got a lot of you know new stuff and you're going yes. a different direction, uh, very imperative to try to set something like that up to get that. Yeah. And I'm I'm with you. I think that they probably will. Yeah, I do too. Uh, and that would be good for them and get that thing rolling because, like I said, that that you in order to to be successful and is do the same thing for a long time. Yes. And then that way, you know, the younger brother sees what the older brother did, and he comes up and he does it, and that's West Orange start to the T. You know yes, what I mean? it's it just, is. You know, they had what they call the chain gang, you know, the defense. And it was like they hung their hat on that defense. And their defense was always good. Very good. Uh, And it's like there's so many of those programs around where – Nothing's better to say, man, you know, when we used to do it, you know, we yes. did it, you know what I mean? Back when we were yeah, there. Yeah, back when we were there, it was done, yes. you know what I mean? And it builds, and
0: a, it builds a heritage and oh, a legacy in a, in a program, and that's why those programs are talked about so much. That's right. Down there in southeast Texas in the Golden Triangle area. Yeah,
1: that Friday night football is, is big.
0: Yeah, yeah, it is. Big down there. Man, that's going to wrap it up for us this week. Here in uh, week zero of Texas high school football, Getting going into week zero, I'm excited about Friday night. I'm oh, excited about Wednesday night. Mm-hmm. Get back down at Bullet Grill House and uh, get some of that food. And There's a lot and of good atmosphere. food out there. Gosh, man, we had, I, we've been doing it there for the last three years. We've been doing the high school show, and then they do a college show right behind it, a yep. uh, college game day show. So uh, Chris and Brian do that. And then uh, we Chris chimes in on the high school football and on the pickums and stuff. So be sure to go to 590N Sports on Facebook. Chime in on the pickums over there. Uh, click the link, look at who's all there, and then comment in the comment session section and um curious to see how everybody does throughout the season uh so it's going to be a lot lots and lots of fun i know toby's going to chime in on that you going to be there wednesday i don't know
1: if i'll make it wednesday but we'll see
0: we're going to try to get him in there on wednesday yeah, we'll night see. and i know them boys want to come up there and eat
1: well we just went the other night and that's what i was going to say is one thing about that bullet grist it's just a neat atmosphere
0: dude it's so Man, fun if you ain't never
1: been there i mean it's like you know, I mean, a lot of people, it depends on where you're coming from, whether or not you consider it in a really rural area. But right. when you're living on the lake, and, or at least on that end of the lake, I mean, it's a really cool place. When you're in there, i got TV screens everywhere. The food, I mean, the menu is so big.
0: Seven pages, uh, eight yeah, pages. Yeah, seven,
1: eight pages, and the food is great because it seems yes. like everybody out there, oh, no, no, you need to try this or, you need to try that. And everything I've had's been good.
0: We got some good friends of ours. I that, mean, that I think
1: last time we went, you were telling my boys, "Hey, yes. y'all need to try the Monte Cristo uh, yeah, or whatever it may the, be." Uh, you know, spicy bologna sandwich. Yeah, the spicy bologna yeah. sandwich. And so, so yeah, we uh, we we've tried a lot of stuff there. It's a great place, and to have that podcast you know, have your the pregame show there is, is an awesome place. Dude,
0: uh, we we enjoy it, Chris. Their staff has been great, great hosts for us to come in there and do. They do bingo on Wednesday nights as well, and uh, we sit out there in the patio and. Yeah. And do our deal, and and uh, get to watch baseball on the screens that are outside. So uh, it's a lot of fun. We 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 really enjoy going out there, and uh, looking forward to uh, this being our third season going in there, and uh, and doing our pregame show. So uh, looking forward to all of that. But uh, for us here at Five Ninety N Sports, my Toby Tullis, myself, Craig Irwin, uh, we appreciate Texas Podcast Media for hosting this podcast for us. And uh, if you have any questions, email us or comments, anything. Email us at info at Texaspodcastmedia or five nine N school Sports at gmail.com. Shoot us an email at either one or find us on Facebook, send us a message on Messenger, and uh, we greatly appreciate it. And hopefully answer your questions. We're gonna start I'm working on a banner to get put up here in the studio. Once we get that done, we're gonna and we get rolling in the season, we're gonna do some Facebook lives as well. So uh so we appreciate you coming to the house. We got a little longer podcast than what we did last week. So, oh, is that uh, right? Yeah, we're time
1: flies we're by where you got good conversation. Good
0: conversation. We're having fun, and we could go for probably another hour. I mean, we've oh, been absolutely. forty minutes on this side and had like thirty-two minutes. We on We got the so oven.
1: much good content to come throughout the year. Yes, we got subjects that we can bring up that. You know, and a lot uh, and that's what's good about these podcasts. You bring up subjects that's like, man, you know, that was a great point there. You know what I mean? Stuff that don't get talked about. You it, know, it, right. And one thing that I really want to highlight on is, you know, like the stuff that we deal with in Cold Springs because I've got kids that go there. Yes. And some of the things that people don't see on the outside right? that, that I've gotten to see on the inside. Uh, yeah, that people need to be congratulated on. Right. You know, uh, I think a lot of times people just see the wins and losses, yes. but it's things that happen on the inside
0: functionality functionality yeah absolutely
1: and and that's you know podcasts like this is a great time to highlight that kind of stuff talk about it yes uh yeah so it's we got a lot of good content from that to just good games to things that happen throughout the year and our experiences with what's going on i can't wait to be able to add in in this good stadiums and bad stadiums of the perspective of announcing games. Yes. So it's I'm be, looking excited to it, that. It's yeah. going to be
0: a complete different look for you. Yep. It, it really is. You're going you're to gain a whole new perspective. That's right. And uh, so, luckily for you, your first game in the booth is going to be at home in Cold Spring Friday night, 730 kick, uh, where the Cold Spring Trojans are hosting the Liberty Panthers. It's going to be a, a good football game. Myself and Toby will have that for you on 105.1 KDOL, the Wolf. And AM 1440, The Score, you can stream it on TuneIn Radio. And this podcast you can find on TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google, Stitch, Amazon, all of the major. I have not gotten uploaded to Apple yet. I'm having some complications, but we'll get that taken care of. But that's going to be a wrap for week zero in the 590N High School Sports Podcast. For Toby Tullett. I'm Craig Irwin. We'll see you at the game.